is back <laughs> just for you oh, you guys God. didn't leave me hanging like last time hell no I we like learned it. our lesson that was terrible of us <laughs> that's like saying let's all jump in the pool on three one two push Alana <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that happened to me but I was bridge jumping you know I do that to people that all the time. I don't push them but I fake like I'm gonna jump in yeah I jumped alone off a but then I do end up foot bridge. It. And nobody jumped with you? No. Wait, why would you jump off a bridge? It's bridge it's jumping. Fun. Yeah, you jump into a lake. Wait, does everybody do this? Or like a river. It's downriver, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, You've never I, been bridge jumping off like an old train tracks that goes over no, like a bay? I am like not in, into a the, let's be clear, spontaneous in, soul. Into a body of water. Yeah, you oh, no, I get it. <laughs> jump to your death. You gotta be careful though and check the water before you jump yeah. to make sure there's not rocks and yeah. muck. I've and seen metal movies about sticking that. out. Well, I'll always go into the water and like swim around a little bit first if it's too gross or if there's. I've seen a water snake. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm outie. Plus, mm. it's also really good to know how deep it is. Yeah. If you're gonna literally. jump 15. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, it was a very sandy bottom. The water was about 10 feet. So you'd you'd hit the bottom, not hard, and then push yourself back up. Okay. Anyway. Interesting. I think I'm too old for that. Anyway. You're not. <laughs> My mom did it. My mom did it 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what? Good for her. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> anyway. Uh, how's everybody you- doing? You're better. You're so full of jokes. You're funny. Yeah. I'm a goofball. That's what What's I am. What's on the docket for today? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot. I'm just, I'm, I have so many options. I'm, I'm waiting to read your beads to see which one I'm going to choose. Um, first of all, uh, what's it, it? Did you have a, you went up north for the week, or no, you went west. Mm-hmm. Did you have a fun weekend? Mm-hmm. You did. Good. Because, you know, I always listen to all of our podcasts and I always hear the pain in your voice about not having a more satisfying and fun personal no, life. No, I had a great weekend, but... Good. But What's the but? My car broke again today. Oh, yeah. Well, don't get me talking about the car. I'll, uh, here's going to be my response to the car. Did you build your budget? No. Then fuck you about the goddamn car. <laughs> <laughs> my exhaust snapped. I was just driving. Your car sucks. Yeah, it sucks. We all know that. I've been looking at cheaper ones to get finance for, so we'll it see. It needs to be your financial priority, but you paid off all your credit cards instead. Yes, I did. Okay. So, those are all choices that you've made. Yeah, but I don't have to deal with that anymore now, moving forward. And it's funny, but having a credit card Can screw bill you. doesn't prevent you from getting to work or getting home at 2 in the morning. But I don't. I'm not here to lecture. <laughs> About that, kind of a little oh, bit. Not I just But you know what? That just she just picked the topic. Okay. Uh, you know what I want to talk about today? I want to talk about money, and mm. I don't money. And I, don't, I don't mean I don't mean budgeting. That's a that's an entirely different different topic. Um, but I was listening to last week's episode, which it will not have been last week's by the time this airs. So I was listening to an episode a couple weeks ago. And I was giving you guys the inside scoop on all the stuff I was learning about student loan debt mm-hmm. and what it means for millennials' genuine net worth. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how 2020 is an election year. And there's just a lot of stuff out there um, that's very factual that not everybody understands. 
So I thought if we could, um, if I could drop a couple knowledge bombs, maybe it could be something. Um, well, I think it would be helpful for the audience, but it might also be something you guys can start talking about with your friend group, so that everybody starts to have a better understanding of all this stuff. Cool. Okay. So um, let's start with rent. My friend bailed on me for moving out. So really, yeah. She's like, it needs to happen this month, or I'm not going to be able to because within the next year I'm moving in with my boyfriend. I was like, then I'm not moving in with you anyway because you're going to screw me in a year when I have you on the lease for what is it, up to like two years. You rent for things oh, it de- usually. It depends, and you can usually negotiate that on the front end. Well, either way, I don't need her moving out in eight I months agree. and screwing me on the rent, and then I me agree. not being able to afford it. So I, I got to figure that out now. Yeah. Um, would you ever consider a studio apartment? Mm-hmm. A studio was my very first on my own living space. I mean, yeah, I would, but the location would have to be close to here, or I'm not just going to move out somewhere by myself, away from my friends and family, if I'm not near work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be, uh, punctual is not the word I'm looking for. It's got to be... Uh, Proximate is the word you're looking for. It has to be close. Close proximity. It's got to be... Convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, do they not have studio apartments where your friends and family live? Down river, few and far between. They're, have you ever looked? My brother stayed in a few. Um, so the answer is no, Jenny. I've never looked. I've never looked. Let no, me, but I've been in them. Let me go see if they have any studio apartments down river and what they go for. I don't know if I want to be down river anymore. Okay. When I'm 50 minutes away from here, and okay, I kind of rather just be 10 away from here and then go down river when I have time to visit my family and friends. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, so I spend less of my day during the week driving. That's okay. what I want. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I went off on one tangent because you threw that up as a reason, but now I'm going to tear down that reason because it wasn't really real. So you want to be close to here. Mm-hmm. So there are obviously lots of studio apartments around here. I was thinking about maybe Novi because I was looking at stuff in Ferndale that's expensive. So... I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Um, you could probably be Googling it while we're talking about it to see, just to get a sense for what a studio would cost. Because I think we have to start eliminating these mental barriers. And you living on your own would be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I'd rather be in a house with property, but beggars can't be let's, choosers. Let's, let's, let's work up to that. Let's work up to that. Like I said, my very first apartment was a studio apartment. Um, one of the things that happens is it, it can also fuel a more active social life because it's small. So you don't always want to be there. Right. Uh, I mean, it's fine when you're just exhausted or you just want to binge or take a quiet day. But if it's a beautiful day, you're not going to want to sit in your studio apartment. So it, it actually forces you to go out and make plans with people. And I think about the year that I lived in my studio apartment, I was probably more active socially than any other place I ever lived. So there are some upsides to it, especially given your situation. Sounds like you're spending more money, though. Well, I... <laughs> to, like, entertain yourself, well, not necess- in a way. Not necessarily. To, like, go out and do stuff, like Meaning, bowling and, 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 and go all to the that. park or go for a walk or go over to somebody else's house. I mean, it just... Yeah. Because it's harder to sit in a smaller space mm-hmm. for extended periods of time. It just... Yeah. It, it makes you want to get out. And it would get boring. Um, well, I Just mean, no, no more, no more boring than sitting in a freaking 5,000 square foot mansion. I'm just saying just the, <laughs> the, you know, the closed nature of it. It encourages you to go out and do more stuff. So I think you should look into it. 
But anywho, the reason why I brought that up and not to Bent. be a downer, no, because I want I want each of my little topics to spur this conversation because it really is important for people to understand. But what's happened to the cost of living if you normalize um, dollars is significant. Yeah, you can just call this episode the money episode mm. or the finding or the knowledge bomb episode on money. But um, so today in the United States, the median rent median. Okay, so this is not what you're going to be renting, Kelsey. Mm. The median rent is seventeen hundred dollars. That's as of May of 2019. Um, so when I was your guys' age, so we'll say you know 89 to 91. Um, oh, when Weekend at Bernie's just came out. I was thinking about that. <laughs> uh, the average median rent was six hundred and fifteen dollars. Oh my god. Those are all normalized dollars. Mm-hmm. My first studio apartment in actual dollars, it was three hundred and thirty dollars a money. month. I hate money. I hate it so much. I know, but the reason why I want everybody to get educated on this is because you need to understand it, so then you can change it because. That's why we have voting. Okay, the the next one, then, if you were a boomer, the average median average. So, again, $1,700 for me, $615 for a baby boomer, $450. And I feel like it In was easier $2019. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. It's irritating. It's crazy. But even back then, people weren't acquiring, like, school debt. Absolutely not. That was my rant last week. Oh my god, I was mm-hmm. embarrassed when I was listening to it. Yeah, and this and the student loan thing has um, changed your um, discretionary monthly income dramatically. Do you either? Do either of you carry student debt? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you both have some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you get it. Oh, she's got far You're less quiet. than me. How much do you have? Over sixty thousand dollars. The average is thirty-four thousand yeah. per person. My plus one's at ninety. So yeah. if you add ours together, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, something has to be done there. Um, so uh, that's the first thing is just rent. And now the same thing has happened food. with food. Exactly. I knew it. I knew where you were going. Uh-huh, you can watch. Okay. This is going to make me sound fat, but you can see the McDonald's prices over the past 10 years have just gone boop, 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 boop. Well, they'd be stupid not to. People are still buying it. I mean, from a business perspective, right? Like, <laughs> Well, it's interesting how so much of this stuff is um, interrelated, but actually what happens is that affordable food, oh, let me say it a different way. Junk food is more affordable. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. You can spend $5 on a hamburger and fries, and it's 10 for a salad. Exactly. They're trying to kill us. So they do think that um, um, that's what's contributed to the obesity epidemic, mm-hmm. because at the same time that everybody is more strapped financially, mm-hmm. and you still have to eat, yeah. the ability to make good food choices becomes more and more difficult. Well, I, I actually worked with a guy, and he he had like a lot of body problems with his joints and stuff like that. He had been in a car accident, didn't really have good health insurance, had to work, um, wasn't making good money, had rent, had bills, all that. He ate a Little Caesars pizza like mm-hmm. every other day. Mm-hmm. For a few months, because that's yeah. what he said he could afford. Because it's the five dollar thing, and it lasted yeah. in two days. Yeah, see, so he was eating on two dollars, two dollars and fifty cents a day. That's messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things like so, there's a, a great website called um, Food for Thought that um, maps all of this out. But so like <laughs> McDonald's, so like even the the Whole Foods price. I don't mean Whole Foods the brand store. I mean Whole Foods like there's 
whole food that is unprepared and then there's processed food where some sort of something has been done to the food. But a whole food prices continue to go up. So like, you know, the cost of potatoes or beef or, you know, wheat or whatever the primary staples are for McDonald's, all of that has gone up. So I'm sure they've done their best to try and keep their, their prices um, as affordable as possible because they certainly haven't gone up as much as other things. Because, for example, eggs. Eggs have tripled in price in the last 10 years. Isn't I wouldn't know. Crazy? <laughs> you don't, don't eat eggs? No, I don't. Really? Yeah. How come? I just you don't, like, don't like them at all. Oh my god, I love eggs. I used eggs. to eat them when I was little, but I don't like them. I don't like them now. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, milk uh, then. Don't drink it. You I don't, don't either. I oh, use god. almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you fucking. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Do you know where the uh, the avocado toast meme came from? No. I feel like we talked about this. So a guy wrote an article about, I, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about avocado toast because we all love it. Yeah. And we did talk about it. And then you were like, stop talking about it, Jenny. You're making me I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where it actually became a meme is because this guy wrote, a na- he's a millionaire too, to add insult to injury, wrote this really nasty, well, I think it was nasty. I don't think he thought it was nasty, article for um, Time Magazine saying um, the reason why millennials don't own homes is because they're spending all their money on avocado toast. We've talked about this or I've heard this otherwise. Yeah, so that was the origination of the meme. As opposed to, no, young people aren't buying homes because they're carrying $60,000 or $34,000 or however much they're carrying of student debt. Mm -hmm. So then if you um, look at this, like compared to Gen Xers or baby boomers, um, you are twice as likely to live with your parents if you uh, didn't complete a bachelor's degree um, or only have a high school diploma. You're twice as likely to live with your parents than a baby boomer or an exer in the exact same situation at the exact same life stage. Hmm. So that's not because we all love our parents so much more than we used to and we all want to live at home. Definitely not. It's because the net value, the net worth... um, of a millennial or a Gen Z is is half of what it was for a boomer or an Xer, so that's the it drives me crazy that there are like all of these. That's that's wild to me because I'm in obviously a whole lot of debt because of going to college mm-hmm. and completing, mm-hmm. um, and I live at home with my mom. It for, doesn't just help you make more right out of school. No, no, of course not. And they're starting to say more and more. Because everybody is getting degrees now that it doesn't mm-hmm. create the same advantage no. professionally that it used to because, no. you know, now it's just the floor. Yeah. So um, I think so as I was as I was diving into this part of my frustration. So not only is there the um, the actual facts of how much more difficult it is, but then there's the fact that these older generations twist the facts to make fun of you guys mm-hmm. drives me bonkers. So there was another one. Did you hear the thing? The uh, thing about because um, you know they love to say millennials have killed everything. Have you heard the thing about how millennials have killed diamonds? <laughs> no. So same thing. Article by an idiot. Um, yeah. Talked about how you guys have killed or are killing the diamond industry because you're such social justice warriors. The whole negative halo around blood diamonds and the way that they're harvested. You guys have such ethical concerns about that that you're rejecting the diamond industry. And there's a problem with that where? Uh, Well, there's not a problem with it. And I'm sure that there are lots of people who 
aren't going to buy diamonds because yeah, who cares? they're blood diamonds. But my instinct tells me <laughs> that the vast majority of millennials aren't buying diamonds because they don't have any fucking money. And there's cheaper it. rings that look better. <laughs> and the marriage rate is falling off of a cliff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, I guess you could have diamond earrings, but, you know, I'm sure that my or my instinct, I don't know. I think that the majority of diamonds that get sold get sold for engagement rings. Yep. And nobody's getting married anymore because, well, there are a lot of reasons for it. Like, um, this one's really kind of creepy. The lack of marriageable. That's that's a made up word. Uh, eligible, I guess, is what I should say. Mm-hmm. The, the lack of <sighs> eligible men to consider for marriage. I don't have that problem. <laughs> You don't. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You are so lucky. Okay, I'm gonna talk to Alana then a little bit about this one because this one's really fascinating. So, but we, promise rings do still exist if people aren't getting engaged. Yeah, yeah, and and they don't have to be diamonds. There are a lot more affordable options. Or they could. We can get. I'm just saying, it's not millennials' fault because we're not yeah. getting married. Like people could get promise rings at any age. It could be. Oh yeah. You know. It, you know. It's, it's just. It's financial more than anything else. But again, the yeah. the, the marriage rate drop off is a is a thing. But um, so lack of eligible. Men. I know. Isn't that funny? But, but listen to this stat because I don't want to say it's kind of true. Cause, is it because they're taken or because no, it's because they're douchebags and nobody wants neither. them. Neither. No. Well, there's there's a lot around this whole topic and I'm diverging a little bit but stick with me so um, uh, what's the best way to frame this up Um, I think we've talked before on the show do you guys realize how um, women are now graduating from college at higher rates than men are no Mm -mm. so like um, there's like uh, what is it I think it's uh, 29 million millennials are um, college grads and 12 and a half million of them are women um so almost half and like for boomers it was uh four million women out of 18 million grads Mm. so it's tripled uh but so what that means is that there are fewer male college grads and if you are a non-college man your income has been steadily but more rapidly than any other group declining for the last 10 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, marriage eligibility often means they're financially independent, they have their own apartment, they have a job, they yeah, can it's afford... it's hard to do any of that, let alone get married. Correct. Plus, women put a lot of, like, their nice guy friends throughout, like, the growing up years in the friend zone. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Just turn off the idea of being with that person, even though they could be successful or cute or funny or nice just because they don't look at them like that. Yeah. So I feel like the amount of guys is still there. Yeah. People are just being picky. That, because so many, well, women's financial independence is growing, coupled with if. if, We don't need no man. Yeah. And then the other thing they cited. (laughs) You really don't need no man. I don't need no man. And then the other thing they're citing that I think you're starting to circle around over there is um, the changing traditions around dating. Oh. We're looking at you, Tinder, <laughs> or Grinder or whoever. Um, Bumble. Bumble. So um, there gotta be a bunch of them, right? There's definitely a hookup. <laughs> there's definitely a hookup culture that's changed the way you know dating happens. I mean. I, I don't know this stat at all, but my hunch tells me that for boomers and Xers, the vast majority of them, you know, met their life's mate or at least their first marriage mate, you know, in college. 
and the older they get, then that might have even been high school. And that just that's not what happens anymore. You know, you guys all run around in groups and get stuck in the friend zone. And, and people screw you over when you think they love you in high school. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like some baggage. Mm-hmm. Oh, did somebody okay. did somebody screw you over in high oh, school? Oh yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> totally over it. Yeah. Now. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I wish we had videotape for that yeah. facial expression. Um, okay, so so college debt, coupled with the rising cost of housing, coupled with the rising cost of food, like everything is just so much more expensive. So um, you know how the world is is going to change and how you guys are going to be able to deal with this is. It's it's a real generational challenge. It really yeah. is. And so I just I, I feel like the first step just has to be creating a sense of understanding about this. And back to my little rant last week about Joe Biden and that clip that, yes, it's a year old, but that has been resurfaced saying, you know, he's tired of listening to the young people complain about the fact that it's harder because give me a break. I have no empathy. Well, tell him to be quiet. He makes tons harder. of money just doing nothing. And and well, and the reason why this all became a big thing in the news is because then some guy at the New York Times wrote an opinion piece supporting Joe and saying, and I think the headline was something like, hey, millennials, the feeling is mutual, which was really shitty because, and we've talked about this before, I don't think you guys have any animosity toward old people at all. On the contrary, you see older people as an opportunity to learn from. You have a lot of respect for your elders. Like, I feel like the ageism thing is very much a um, down, down the age chain trend. Yeah. I can relate to that, though, because children bother me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to lighten it up a little bit. Okay, but yeah, but you don't say that, you know, that whatever they're complaining about, they have nothing to complain about. Because no, because I know that it's just going to get harder Yeah, before is, it gets easier. Yeah. And we're killing the planet, so. Well, now let's talk about that, because that's, I, I don't like to talk about that too often, because I think it's so upsetting, but. What I like to say is, for older generations, climate change and the eventual impact is hypothetical. And to you guys, it's inevitable. Like, I can't even imagine being 25 years old. I put myself in my 25-year-old mindset and think I had to walk around and worry what the planet was going to be like when my children were alive. Yeah. I mean, that just, that was nev- that's not even a, a thought. It terrifies me. Yeah. I mean, so it's... Uh, it's real. So yes, things things are harder all the way around. And all of these things that we're discussing are things that can be addressed, fixed, normalized, or at least neutralized um, through, I think, activism and voting and involvement and even just conversation. So there's a lot to learn out there. You can Google any of this stuff online. Um, Pew just did a really huge uh, research project that compares millennials to boomers and Xers at the same life stage. That one was really helpful. Uh, Deloitte and Touche does an annual millennial survey every year. Theirs just came out last week where there's a lot of information. All of the government websites, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, have tons of information. You know, like, so for example, I'll give you another quick knowledge bomb. Before the financial crisis of 2008, the vast majority of U.S. jobs were full-time, and a smaller portion mm. was part-time. And after 2008, that completely flip-flopped. This isn't news to you guys, because no. you feel it with how many jobs you carry. So the whole idea of a full-time job with benefits is gone. <laughs> right. And so then you have to pay for your own insurance. Mm-hmm. I know I do, to the tune of $1,000 a month to just cover me and my son. 
I mean, just all those costs have been pushed on to us. And uh, I don't know what anybody thinks the solution is. Um, but at least having a shared understanding of the facts is everybody can rally together. Is a good place be upset to start. about the same thing instead of each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Because, yeah. because these because are we're not causing problems for the the generation above us. We're not doing anything to harm them. We're just trying to exist and kind of live. And that's why I have a lot of respect for the the generations above us that do understand that it's getting hard. Yeah. That do say, hey, we know that things aren't as easy as it was when we were younger. And I see you trying and I appreciate it. Exactly. And like Joe Biden said, where he said, I have no empathy. Have some damn empathy. It doesn't hurt you to care about what somebody else feels. Right. So I have a lovely Mark Twain quote. Um, here are the facts. I'm going to get it wrong, but basically it says, here are the facts. You know, now you can fuck with them as you please. But let's at least all get straight on what the facts are because they're disturbing and something's got to change. I hope I hope so. I hope more of not your generation yeah, gets educated about this and into the the. I don't know if it's the Congress and the Senate, but is, when we get in there and can actually start putting our own stuff into motion, Mm -hmm. I feel like that'll be really great. Because right now you have, like, I I don't know what the House and the Senate and all that consist of, but I'm pretty sure they're still all old white men that argue on every little thing that tries to get passed. It's not helping anybody. It's not helping the country. It's not helping them. It's not helping us. And again, it doesn't have to be about old white men, because you made a great point a minute ago. Everybody having a broader understanding of what's actually happened can unify us. I just feel like they're not going to vote on it and change it, so we have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think people who um, have wealth are always motivated to hang on to that wealth. Um, But I mean, you guys are a force to be reckoned with. You're the largest generation uh, that this country's ever had. You and Gen Zs are very aligned politically. When you put the two of you together, that's a force to be reckoned with. So go out there, get your facts, get involved, make a change. We can do this. We got this. All right. That's it. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.